The fact that the CEO of Impossible Foods is on a mission to replace beef and attract meat eaters to his product is really disturbing. It's, you know, it's one thing if he just wants to provide an alternative for vegans, vegetarians, and people who choose not to eat beef. Um, It's another to want to replace primitive ancestral eating habits that have helped humans evolve into an intelligent species with bigger brains. Hey everyone, Holistic Lexi here. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Nutrition Intuition, where I discuss current events and trends in nutrition and bridge the gap in the faults of mainstream science with state-of-the-art research and intuition. Please don't take this in any way as medical advice. It's purely for entertainment and education. I still encourage you to do your own research, of course. Please leave me a rating or a comment on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you're listening on. Your feedback is much appreciated. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. So I'm sure you've heard of the Impossible Burger. You may have even seen it on some restaurant menus. You may have tried it once or twice. I'm here to tell you why you shouldn't be eating it. So for those that don't know what the Impossible Burger is, it's made from simple plant-based ingredients. However, it's actually not that simple when you look at the ingredients up close, which we will go over later. Um, Also, when I think of a plant-based food or a plant-based burger, I generally think of its ingredients like sweet potatoes or lentils, just whole plant foods. There's really no whole plant foods in the ingredients of the Impossible Burger. So this past week, Impossible Foods cut their wholesale prices again for the Impossible Burger in order to compete with their real beef burger competitors. The CEO of Impossible Foods, Patrick Brown, isn't just looking to provide a plant-based alternative to consumers that are consciously choosing a plant-based alternative, which of course is their choice if they want to eat a plant-based alternative. Instead, the CEO, Brown, literally wants to attract customers who would otherwise be eating beef, and he's admitted to this in interviews. He actually said he wants to replace the beef industry altogether. In fact, according to a recent article titled Let's Get Rid of Friggin' Cows in The Guardian, he wants to eradicate the fish and meat industry by 2035. 14 years from now, he wants to eradicate the beef industry. So Joe Rogan, whose podcast I listen to frequently, actually called out the Impossible Burger on his show, critiquing some of the ingredients um, that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration had just recently approved as a food coloring additive. Uh, which is the soy hemoglobin, which is supposed to kind of mimic just heme iron that you would find in natural beef. The CEO, Brown, responded that it's ridiculous. Our foods are no more processed than the foods that people eat every day. So just because the Impossible Burger is no more processed than foods that people eat every day doesn't validate it. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it healthy. In order for people to restore their health, they need to eat less processed foods, not replace a whole food such as beef from a cow with something that's made in a lab from plant-based ingredients. I mean, the guy is trying to validate eating processed food from soy, from genetically modified soy. Think about that for a minute. He's really trying to validate this. Uh, He also claims that the heme in the soy that gives the Impossible Burger its meat-like flavor is made from extracting the DNA from the roots of the soy plant. The roots, meaning that they're rooted into the soil, which is full of glyphosate, which is also a herbicide, but it's linked to a lot of health problems. And then after they're extracted from the roots, they're genetically modified in a lab. Um, Some of the other ingredients in the Impossible Burger include water, soy, protein, concentrate, coconut oil, sunflower oil, natural flavors, potato protein. 
methyl cellulose, yeast extract, cultured dextrose, food starch modified, soy hemoglobin, salt, mixed tosopherols, which are basically vitamin E, antioxidants, soy protein, isolate vitamins and minerals. They add, of course, zinc, thiamine, uh, vitamin B1, niacin, pyridoxine, hydrochloride, which is vitamin B6, riboflavin, which is vitamin B2, and vitamin B12. So they add in everything that naturally occurs in beef. Um, They didn't add everything that naturally occurs in beef. They missed a few minerals, it seems, and vitamins. You can't completely compare it. Obviously, the beef has all these vitamins naturally occurring. Anytime you see ingredients like yeast extract or protein isolate, it actually means it has MSG, which is monosodium glutamate. So some people actually complain of headaches and nausea when they eat it. Uh, Impossible Foods also uses GMO ingredients, and soy is known to be contaminated with glyphosate or Roundup. killer. So glyphosate is a patented antibiotic and it disrupts the gut microbiome and can lead to metabolic diseases. Also, when you're looking at the fats, uh, coconut is a saturated fat. So they do have coconut oil and then there's sunflower oil, which is a polyunsaturated fat. It does have a high ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. It can cause inflammation. Methyl cellulose is another ingredient, and that's likely used as a thickener and binding agent. It is a laxative, so it could irritate people with IBS, uh, which is also a big portion of the population. Um, Some of the nutrients, such as zinc and B12, which have been added to the Impossible Burger to compensate for the absence of the vitamins, since, you know, a 100% ground beef burger already contains plenty of these vitamins and minerals. Of course, there's dilemmas when you fortify a product with vitamins and minerals. For example, if you eat a plant-based diet and rely mainly on supplementation to get zinc, this could interfere with copper absorption. It could actually cause a, a copper deficiency. So copper is important because it can help to mobilize iron storage from the liver It's used in the body's natural antioxidant systems that help fight free radicals and oxidative stress. Uh, Also, it's involved in a lot of other important functions, such as synthesis of collagen, connective tissue, melanin. That's something to think about when you're supplementing with just zinc. Whereas if you're eating a beef burger, which naturally has zinc, it also has the copper in it as well. Now, if we look at other nutrients in a 100% grass fed beef burger, You also have vitamin A, which you won't be able to get vitamin A from plants. Plants only carry the inactive form, which is the carotenoids, such as beta carotene that you see in carrots, which gives it that color. That would have to be converted to the active form of vitamin A once it's in the body. Um, Whereas if you're, you know, consuming animal foods, animal sources, you get the vitamin A in its active form. Now you'll also get in the grass-fed beef, you'll get vitamin E, vitamin B12, vitamin B6, uh, selenium, iron, zinc, chromium, omega-3 fatty acids, and the omega-3 fatty acid content is usually much higher in the grass-fed versus conventionally raised. Omega-3 fatty acids also help to fight inflammation. So already we know that the, the beef burger is just naturally providing the nutrients, the minerals, the vitamins, the anti-inflammatory properties that you're just not going to get in an impossible burger. It's literally impossible 
took all the impossible burger healthy. So I won't go into the nutrition facts or macronutrients too deep. Uh, obviously, a grass-fed burger will have more protein and less carbs than the, well, it will have zero carbs. The impossible burger does have some carbs. Also, the fat, it could be pretty even depending on, you know, what type of burger you're eating. If it's 80% lean, 20% fat, it really just depends. Uh, I also won't go into the environmental aspect of this too much. However, Impossible Foods claims to be good for the planet, but our soil has become so deplete of its nutrients and microbiome as a result of the monocrop cultures such as soy, which is the main ingredient in the Impossible Burger. Not to mention, the glyphosate sprayed on the soy also adds to the soil's destruction. On the other hand, when we look at regenerative agricultural practices, we notice that the ruminant animals such as cows grazing on the soil helps to regenerate the soil, so the soil can sequester carbon from the atmosphere, which does help the environment. So in my opinion, stick to the real deal. For your health, aside from you know the genetically modified soy, the additives, the high omega-6 to omega-3 ratio is very concerning as it can lead to metabolic dysfunction, obesity, and diabetes. Um, these are just a few reasons why I think it's best to stick to the real deal. Of course, if you are you know vegetarian or vegan and you're looking for an alternative, you don't want to eat meat, honestly, it's, it's best to just make something from whole plant foods. And I'm sure there's plenty of recipes to do that. The fact that the CEO of Impossible Foods is on a mission to replace beef and attract meat eaters to his product is really disturbing. It's, you know, it's one thing if he just wants to provide an alternative for vegans, vegetarians, and people who choose not to eat beef. Um, it's another to want to replace primitive ancestral eating habits that have helped humans evolve into an intelligent species with bigger brains. So if you're choosing not to eat beef for a reason, you can make healthy alternatives from Whole Foods. And that is my final opinion on that.